Good morning. Mic check. Mic check. Does this thing work? All right. Mikey checkity. Mikey checkity. Welcome to the Queen Matt podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in. Chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts. All right, I didn't check it. I just assume it is working well. Um, good morning. I would like to share with you the craziness that has just happened. I woke up and I went for my walk and I saw a bright light in the sky and I was like first thing I thought of was angels I was like oh it's got to be angels right and then secondly I was like "Mm, it's really organized it's really in a straight line I feel like it's a satellite of some sort like what is that and then I thought maybe maybe it's um santa and his reindeer right could possibly be that and then i said just take a picture of it no one's gonna believe you saw this right if if they don't see a picture or a video of it then you know it didn't happen so i look it up i continue on the walk um and i was like why don't i just go on reddit or google it sky sky line in sky at night and then all of course everything popped up and it was a spacex satellite and i'm like oh that is so cool so yeah the principle is when you wake up in the morning uh when you wake up early in the morning and you wake up with the sun there's a special blessing someone told me that there's a special blessing oh my roommate joel latunji he told me if you wake up early in the morning if you go to the same spot and wrestle with the lord in prayer you're gonna get a special surprise um, so I did and it was cool and now we could to continue on and carry on throughout our day and bang out this podcast doing two a day reading in the book of Acts let's go fam So we're still in the book of Acts, and we left off yesterday with Stephen's face being really bright. Okay, so now we get to read his response. Then the high priest asked Stephen, are all these accusations about you true? And basically, we're going to spend today uh, as a whole soliloquy, an amazing sermon. Oh, pray for me. I have to preach this Sabbath, and I think this is a really good opportunity to study the type of sermons and analyze the type of sermons uh, from the Bible so you can make it relevant for our Glendale Filipino Church community. So pray for me, pray for my mind, pray for my heart, uh, help me prepare every day so I can um, uh, share with the, with the lolos and the lolas and the aunties and uncles and um, yeah. Okay. We are reading Stephen's sermon, and let's go. 
This was his reply. Brothers, fathers, listen to me. So he knows his audience. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham in Mesopotamia before he settled in Haran. History lesson. God told him, leave your native land and your relatives and come to the land that I will show you. So Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran until his father died. Ah, bummer. Then life goes on. Then God brought him here to the land where you now live. But God gave him no inheritance here, not even one square foot of land. God did promise, however, that eventually the whole land would belong to Abraham and his descendants, even though he had no children yet. God also told him that his descendants would live in a foreign land and where there would be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. Whoa, he's fulfilling prophecy. He's telling them how history... Okay, so he's doing a history and prophecy lesson all in one. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, God said, and in the end, they will come out and worship me here in this place. God also gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision at that time. So when Abraham became the father of Isaac, he circumcised him. Oh, what are we talking about circumcision? I don't get it. The father of Jacob. And when Jacob became the father of 12 patriarchs of Israel. Okay, highlight this part. Discover what Abraham and the covenant of circumcision is all about. Reading on, verse 9. These patriarchs were jealous of their brother Joseph, and they sold him to be a slave in Egypt. Those are mean brothers. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. And God gave him favor before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom. Ooh, what kind of wisdom? Unusual wisdom. So that Pharaoh appointed him governor over all of Egypt and put him in charge of the palace. That's a good job. He's the servant of everybody. And then that a servant of everybody, yet he's like the Pharaoh's right-hand man. Uh, quick aside is, I hope all of you, wherever you may be, you can realize that you can be a servant. And serving your way all to the top is the way to go. That's what I'm trying to do in my life. Make me a servant, humble and meek. Lord, let me lift up those who are weak. You get it. Okay, continuing on in verse 12. Jacob heard that there was still grain in Egypt, so he sent his sons, our ancestors, to buy some. The second time they went, Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers, and they were introduced to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent for his father, Jacob, and all his relatives to come to Egypt, 75 persons in all. That's a big tribe. So Jacob went to Egypt. He died there as our ancestors, as did our ancestors. Their bodies were taken to Shechem and buried in the tomb Abraham had brought for a certain price from Hamor's sons in Shechem. Okay, why does that matter? As the time drew near when God would fulfill his promise to Abraham, the number of our people in Egypt greatly increased. It is a known fact that when you burden an entire people, they will increase in number and in strength and in spirit. I'll tell you more about that later. But then a new king came to the throne of Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph. This king exploited our people and oppressed them, forcing parents to abandon their newborn babies so they would die. At that time, Moses was born, a beautiful child in God's eyes. His parents cared for him at home for three months. When they had to abandon him, 
Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and raised him as her own son. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and action. One day, when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. He saw an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite, so Moses came to the man's defense and avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Moses was a straight killer, and he thought he was doing it for the right reasons. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God had sent him to the rescue, but they did not. The next day, he visited them again and saw two men of Israel fighting. He tried to be a peacemaker. Man, he said, you're brothers. Why are you fighting each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses aside. He said, who made you a ruler over us? He asked. Are you going to kill me just like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Oh, Moses' sins are catching up to him. When Moses heard that, he fled the country and lived as a foreigner in the land of Midian. He was straight exile. That's an amazing movie. There, his two sons were born. Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. As he went to take a closer look, the voice of the Lord called out to him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans and have come down to rescue them. Now go, for I am sending you back to Egypt. This is still the story of Stephen. Stephen's just giving a really long history lesson. Ugh. So God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded. Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Though the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, through the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah, Moses had to have some exile time being a shepherd for 40 years. Moses, Moses knew what he was about, but the Lord still had to put him through a wilderness experience. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me and among your own people. Moses was with our ancestors, the assembly of God's people in the wilderness. When the angel spoke to him in Mount Sinai, and there Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us, but our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. Huh, man. So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it and celebrated over this thing they had made. Then God turned away from them and abandoned them to serve the stars of heaven as their gods. In the book of the prophets it was written, Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during these forty years in the wilderness of Israel? No. You carried your pagan gods, the shrine of Moloch, the star of your god Rephan, and the images you made to worship them. So I will send you to exile as far away as Babylon. Our ancestors carried the tabernacle with them through the wilderness. It was constructed according to the plan of God, the plan God had shown to Moses. So Moses, yeah. See, that's cool, huh? God showed Moses the blueprint. Interesting. Years later, when Joshua led our ancestors in battle, so history lesson continuing, against the nations that God drove out of this land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory. 
and it stayed there until the time of King David. David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. <laughs> David was like, I want to build the temple. I want the temple. But he didn't get that opportunity. It was Solomon, his son, who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by humans' hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? asked the Lord. Could you build me such a resting place? Didn't my hands make both heaven and earth? You stubborn people. So, continuing reading, Stephen is like a master historian, or he just grew up with all of these stories, and he's piecing it together by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he's letting the people know their history. You stubborn people, you are heathen, at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? Oh, no. That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah whom you betrayed and murdered. All right, he's making a turn right here. You deliberately disobeyed God's laws, even though you received it from the hands of angels. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusations, and they shook their fists at him in rage, in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him. They straight rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. All right, I made a couple observations. Let's get at them. This was epic. All right, here's the, here's the main observation. Uh, sermon, if you're going to give one sermon, is this the sermon that you're going to give? I'm not Stephen, so I can only study what he did. Um, Stephen gave a history lesson. He told his audience what they went through. He reminded them of all that the Lord has done and that how life kept going on throughout the histories. So Stephen knew his history. Maybe... I need to know my history, maybe you need to know your history, where you came from, what you went through. It's very important to show that God was there taking steps all along the ways. Even when, even when times looked bad, it was for our good, you know? Going through these desert experiences, going through 40 years, 50 years, 100 years, 400 years, he referenced them, and he, he realized that, that there's a cycle there are cycles, right? There are these cycles where people continue to just be stubborn. People continue to hang on to their own gods, their own pride, their own sin. And they don't even do church right, you know? But all the while, God has his hands in his people. And he is continually trying to let them know that uh, church isn't a brick and 
mortar. Church isn't a traveling tabernacle. Church isn't only, you know, the services and the ceremonies that we do. Uh, Those things help us. They help us because we are humans and we need habits and we need rhythms. But all the whiles, we could possibly do stuff, even good stuff, without the Lord's Holy Spirit. So Stephen... Stephen said, um, this speaking of the truth, what, what did he say? He basically told the truth like it is. He said, you church people have deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. Interesting. And then this irritated the church people, the Jewish um, leaders, to such a point where they dragged him outside they put their biblical robe, you know those robes that they wear, they, the, the things we always wear for Bible stories and stuff. They put it down at Saul's feet, and this is Saul before he became Paul, which means that Saul must have been like some sort of leader in their ranks, like a young leader. And they took, picked up stones, and it was their custom, and they stoned him. And I don't know if I want to tell people stuff even though if it's true so that they want to kill me (laughs) just like obviously that's the first reaction i don't want to get killed right but stephen he said he was filled with the holy spirit he said what he had to say and um the result was he he saw he said he said he saw jesus and he he mimicked um he was such a great disciple that he was ready to die for the message and he was ready to live just like Jesus at the very last moment. He said, don't hold this sin against them, even though they're killing me. He said, Lord, please forgive them already. Give them another chance. And that's grace, kiddo Renos. That's, that's amazing. That is really powerful stuff to say that even when someone's hurting you, even when someone's physically throwing a stone at you, you know? What do you think about that? Even when someone is punching you in the face, you're so filled with the Holy Spirit and it, to say, um, yeah, I, I forgive you. <laughs> or you say, Jesus, uh, you're so connected to Jesus, and you say, forgive these people for hurting me. Forgive them for hurting me. Forgive them. Give them another chance. And that's next level stuff, guys. Hopefully, somehow, some way, we could continue to study um, um, Acts and the Blueprint. I hope my sermon this weekend doesn't cause anybody to kill me. <laughs> That's my first observation. I would rather live. Um, But there has to be other principles at play here. So it's good to study the blueprint. And let's uh, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Uh, Check you later. Welcome to the Queen Matt Podcast where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, 
Let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts.